Come to KMSA, where we develop soccer players through discipline, respect, and togetherness. You can contact us at kmsocceracademy at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at km underscore soccer underscore academy or Coach Kyle. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Coach Kyle Show. We're with Coach Kyle McKinnon and the great Awal Ahmed. First off, we want to say Happy New Year. We know 2020 had a lot of challenges. Um lost many people it was a struggle but if you are listening to this podcast um, it's a good time uh, to say thanks to god for sparing your life and giving you an opportunity to continue this journey to your greatness so you know on behalf of the KMSA family KMSA community i want to say happy new year we will continue to blaze the trail, uh, trying to bring authenticity to the development of football, development of soccer, uh, because we really believe uh, it's more than a game. It, it, it's a ministry. It's it's something that could transform people's lives. It could help them to find their identity. Um, it could turn them away from doing idle things, doing things that will have bad effects on their future. So we will continue like we will do in this podcast to bring things that are in the dark to light in the best way we know how. And what we want to speak on in this podcast is virtual training and some of the misconceptions that we oftentimes see where we want to discuss the the ills for a better word in in this whole concept of virtual training you know what you say no it's 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 very popular in the surroundings that we are right now um with everything going on and you know people frightened of the situation due to you know covid and everything so they're saying everything's got to be virtual. We can train through virtual, you know, let's, we, we can continue. But we as, as coaches and we going through that coaching process know that for the most part, there are some, there are some little bit of good things from virtual, but for the most part, virtual is very hard to go through that developing process when you're virtual. It's too yeah. many, too many details that needs to be with physicality with me and you next to each other. Yeah. So, yeah. so that. That's what we want to discuss when we when we come back after this break. We will you know, dive into this topic and we'll share some of the misconceptions from our perspective. Remember, it's our perspective. It's what we believe. Uh, we don't make it wrong. We don't make it right. Uh, it's our perspective. And if it if it connects with you, then you know, so be it. You know, obviously, you will have to make some changes. If it don't connect with you, then whatever you're doing, if it's working, kudos to you. So we will discuss both sides. Um, you know, the good, the good that could come out from virtual training, but also lots and lots of the bad and the misconception within virtual training. We'll be right back. If you're in the playing field area, are coming from miles away and looking for a hairstylist, then Mary's African hair braiding can supply your every need. 
Stop in at 423 Park Avenue, Plainfield, New Jersey, 07060, or call 908-590-3361 for extensions, locks, and many more. Book your appointment today in this friendly and very comfortable environment. They will take care of you. All COVID guidelines are in place. Welcome back to the Coach Kaya Show. You with Coach Kaya Demikian and the great Awal Ahmed. And a couple of things. First off, you know, virtual training um, only came about because of this pandemic. Let's be honest. It, it wasn't something that <laughs> is practiced on a regular. It, it it wasn't something that people would do. It's not a common thing. It, it's pretty much soccer in what we've seen. It's on the field and done. It's your three practice days and done. It's the game on Sundays or Saturdays and done. No connection after that. There's no body of work outside of your regular training days and your game weekends or your tournaments. To be frank, there's nothing happening after that. Everything is just a talk. And there's no development just happening on the field. Three days a week is not good enough to develop no player. Unless you just want to be less than average. Yeah, I said it. Less than average. Um, and if whatever is below average, is less than that also. So you're not just stopping at less than average. Whatever is below average, you're also less than that. So three days, and we know the factors that influence those three days too. It, it has a lot to do with costs. It has a lot to do with field spacing. Traveling. It got a lot to do with the travel. Yeah. Um, it, it also have a lot to do with how the coaches will get their salaries. So we know all the factors that come with that. The reality is though, three days cannot develop a player to that level. It don't happen nowhere in the world. You know? So, and that's why we go back to say, this is why virtual training became something special because of the pandemic. It's not something that is part of a curriculum. I was just about to say that. It's, you know, it's something that most people are literally experimenting with. So that in itself should tell you it is not something that is practiced. If it's not something that we practice, then it hasn't been proven or it's not something that somebody could put their hands on and say, oh, it works. So that in itself, I don't think nobody should be saying, okay, virtual training works. No, because it's not something that we do. What are your thoughts, you know, sitting down now and thinking about when did you see virtual training being something of major importance in soccer in never, Utah. Dude, never, never. It's never, it's never, ever, ever been. Literally, it's because of the pandemic. And when we even first heard about it, I started seeing a lot of these um clubs and a lot of these kids jumping on. I was like, what? It's it's 15 players. It's 20 players. It's one coach. Mm. How, <laughs> it's already difficult when you're on the field. Now you got a little screen and you're trying to look at everybody saying, yeah, do this, do that, do this, do that. 
There's no first of all that don't even make sense. That it doesn't make sense, coach. Yeah, so that is the true reason from our perspective why you know this virtual training wasn't something that was well um yeah, uh, <laughs> nobody really taught about you know the influence or the non impact for the game or the development of the athletes. I don't think no one really you know processed and had different meetings and and you know go through all the different stages of how this can work, how it will not work. I don't think that's what happened. I think people just got desperate and know that they had to save their program. Not save their program from a soccer perspective, but save their program from a money perspective. Okay. And they came up with this virtual yeah. training, which, like everything in life, when something happened, you know, you become creative. Yeah. But also, in being creative, we also still have the right to know the, the pros and the cons of what we're doing and not just become something. Or somebody starting a trend and saying everybody must follow that because that is the right way. And we say that because, you know, you had parents around talking about, you know, you guys need to do virtual this. And we were one like, do virtual what? (laughs) If you're physically there and a kid cannot learn to implement and execute something when you're physically there and able to have this physical connection, connection not the yeah. screen yeah because that's what we do every sunday you look at messi play that, that don't mean you're gonna be messi <laughs> that, that you, you, you look at the brown play that don't, that don't mean you're gonna be the brown you're looking at long balls playing every sunday that don't mean you're gonna play a long ball so you know we looked at it as it wasn't about the development of soccer it was about money because going right back to this was not something that is part of your curriculum. This is not something that you practice on a weekly basis, not even on a monthly basis. Oh, shoot, no. Not yeah. one time in a season. season yeah. it's never you practice this before this happened. So when people made it so important that you needed to jump on a screen with 20 kids and a coach looking around with his whole face in the screen looking to see if the kids executing it was just funny to me and the sad part is is people who feel like they are this level of coaching or they are above people because they have license and whatever um, and they're technical directors talking about this is helpful and I'm saying helpful to what first of all it's not coaching that's the first thing right there it's not coaching because all you're doing will be on to you if you can't even demonstrate what you're trying to tell the kids. Sure. Or if you're doing the total wrong thing. If you're doing the total opposite thing. A technical director for a whole state <laughs> doing do a video. <laughs> and he's doing boxing and telling the players this is something to do. Okay, you're trying to, you're trying to give the players something to do. do. Yeah, to do. But we are at this point where soccer need development. So whatever you're giving the player to do, you must be able to execute this thing down to the detail so that 
even though the, the player might not get it on the first try, they must be able to go back and look at you and try to do it again. Yeah. You know, but he was doing everything wrong. <laughs> so the kids are going to do everything. <laughs> so what are they going yeah. back and look at to drive them to doing something right? Because demonstration is a big part of how you coach, you know, and how you help the players to develop. So if you demonstrating everything wrong, then what are they going to do right? So you had that, and like you said, one coach sit down and watching kids with ball trying to do different moves, and good job, good job, well done. That was awesome. Yes, set a set of words. That have no meaning. What are they doing? What is the good job they're doing? By the time you look at the screen here, <laughs> do you see what Johnny's doing on the next side of the screen? You know, what position did you play? Do you have good peripherals to see everybody <laughs> while while you are trying to teach something? You, you don't even do it when you're physically there, where you could stand <laughs> off. 20, you know, 20, yards, 20, 30 yards and see everything. the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. And still, you miss things. Because if you go back and you, if you if you actually video your session like you're supposed to, you see it. if you go back, you'll be like, ah, oh, how come I didn't see him doing that and correct it? So there's no way you're telling me that you you on a screen talking about you developing players. No, you're giving, you're giving the players something to do but you giving them something to do the wrong way from our perspective because there's no learning taking place there. Mm. There's no learning with you sitting behind a screen and say, do boxing. Or, <laughs> all right, I will show you guys and then you guys go do it. You know, that is instruction. But these are the very people who come and say, you have to, you know, you have to allow the players to play and, and things. But, that's what mm -hmm. you're doing in the virtual session. You're giving instructions because you how would how would they know they're doing it well? Yeah. You're telling them exactly what to do. So what is the indicator there to say okay. that what you're doing, the players are actually developing the ability to do it on their own? Just tell me what. Because <laughs> after you come off that screen. You ain't doing nothing else. All right, we'll see each other. We'll see Wednesday again. Remember Wednesday. Go, go, ahead. go ahead. We had we had many we had many 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 conversations because I remember prior to I would talk a little bit about what we did and mm. from what I saw other clubs do because I remember we sat down and talked about okay during this pandemic what are we gonna do to enhance their cognitive their brain we need something to do we can't just get there and just kicking you know, juggling or touching a ball. Well, we saw to some of the negative things, <laughs> some of the negative impacts that you have picked up with this whole virtual thing. Some of the things that, you know, you would have recognized and you would have saw through this whole pandemic with this virtual training as this. Yeah, with the, the, the negative impact, these kids, things that they're really developing with the virtual. They're really thing to develop. And it comes down to, like, it's a trend now. Everybody's saying or they're promoting, okay, we're doing virtual training this, this, and this, we're going to work uh, technical, we're going to do some juggling, this, this, and I'm like, 
dude, that doesn't make sense. You have about you have first of all, you have too many kids on there. You just know one person, maybe one, maybe because mm-hmm. you can see you have a whole screen. Okay, maybe you can see, but it doesn't make sense. Then you have these conversations with these kids, and I had the conversation. I said, okay. During this whole pandemic, what you've been doing? Oh no, I've been I've been getting better. I've been doing virtual training. I've been working on my dribbling. I said, okay, let's go do a couple exercises. And boy, I said, what did you learn for four months, five months? What are you talking about? He said, well, the coach was just telling us just to do boxes and dribbling. So he said we're doing good. He said we're doing good. So I think I got better. I said, yo, and he asked me, it's crazy because the kid asked me, did we do? I said, no, we never, we, we did other things. We did educational stuff. We didn't do no training virtual. The kid had to do it on your own. You have to take the initiative and go out there and do it on your own. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, like you said, most of the time, the demonstration and you have different players on there with different skill sets. Um, and you're saying that you're sitting behind a screen and it's doing that. Also, it was used uh, to manipulate the system. It wasn't used as a real tool to bring out uh, the curiosity and the creativity in the athlete. It was used as a manipulative thing. And when I say that, I mean that you are only doing it to feed this 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 desire of the parents and the players to say that you're doing something. something. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't something that you had a, a real um, deep discussion and understanding of the effects of the influence of virtual training. It was okay. We need to do something. Yeah. And that is Literally. manipulating people because it's, you're not doing it with the right intentions. If you're not doing it with the right intentions, you're manipulating people's mind to give them this sense of this is what you need to do. But that's not how you're approaching it. So you got one, it's not something they did common, so there's, there's, there's no best practice for it. There's nothing to say, okay, this have worked. Yeah. You're experimenting. And then you didn't even stop there. You went to manipulating people to tell them, okay, this is what is needed. How are you saying something is needed when you have no proof of it? Show me which program have developed players virtually and they became superstars. I Just show me one. I, I'm telling you. Maybe you have one. Maybe you have five. I don't know. But I'm saying, with all I know, I don't know that. That you sit on behind a screen and tell players about dribble. Yeah, yeah, you're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. That's great. That's awesome. great. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> wow. That, wow. <laughs> Look at awesome move. But when we come back in, we'll talk a bit more about some of the negative impact um, that virtual training um, has had and will continue to have on the development of the young athletes and some older. We'll be right back. Looking for a haircut or a stylist? Then come down to Hollywood 2 Unisex Salon. They specialize in precision cuts, updos, braids, locks, extensions, and many more. Check them out at 1305 West Baltimore Avenue, Linden, New Jersey, 07036, or call 908-587-0086 to book your appointment today. This friendly environment will take care of you. 
Be sure to know all COVID guidelines are in place. Welcome back to the Coach Kyle show you with Coach Kyle McKinnon and the great Wallamed. And as we go down the list of of negative things that we've seen, um, the third one I must say is from a development perspective, you always want to let the players uh, take the initiative, let the players use their own curiosity and creativity. And virtual training, it was used as a proper, it was used as, what you would say, as a scapegoat uh, to keeping, uh, quote-unquote, keeping players busy. But we're talking about soccer development. We're not talking about keeping people busy. Um, you keep people busy in rec. <laughs> you know, you, you keep players busy um, in Sunday leagues. That's, that you keep them busy. You are a, you know, million dollars program and you're talking about keeping players busy. Um, I, and to me, that had a negative impact because, you know, one thing about soccer is all, all about developing good habits. Yeah. And it's all about repetition to allow or afford the, the players the opportunity to execute at a high level. So the, you can't have no, you know, there can't be no imbalance there. It's not a part-time sport. So I, I, for me, this is where I have a problem with, with people talking about, you know, they are a development academy or they are a top program. When you are using things that don't have no positive effect on the development of the game, on the human mind, maybe, maybe give them something to do and keep them from being frustrated. But at the end of the day, it's a soccer program. At the end of the day, you are saying that you are this top elite program. And if you're doing things that don't represent the process of development like you preach about all the time, then what are you really doing? No, to be honest, like, there's, yes, there's good intentions, and oftentimes not even good intentions, but let's say it's good intentions. So, you know, people use, oh, let's, you know, keep the kids doing something. That's what they said. Explain to me what that has to do with development of soccer. No, it, it doesn't have nothing to do with development of soccer, but as as from what we've seen or what we heard, this is what they said. They said, kids, we can't just leave the kids because a lot of parents, and we know personally and from just having conversations with other coaches, having conversations with other coaches is, okay, guys, we can't, it's going tough. Um, parents are starting to ask questions. We need to do something. We need to do something to, to, to keep some of these kids in. So let's come up with, let's just, Let's just go online and let's just let's just have them just doing technical stuff. As me and you had the conversation that, that has nothing to do with development. That has nothing to do with development. We need to keep the players in here because parents are saying, okay, now there's no, okay, what do you guys, what can we expect from you guys as coaches? And if it's something that you've never done before, which is outside of the three sessions mm-hmm. and the games, 
what are you going to do now for us? And people were confused. Yeah. People would say, yo, we got to come up with something. You got to yeah. come up with something. Let's just, let's just go online. Let them, let them do something. <laughs> and this is, this is quote unquote. move, right? <laughs> this is what, this is what I'm talking about. People that I know that are in the big office saying, yo, this is what we got to do. Let's, let's just do this. Let's like, do something. Let's do something. But, and then, and then say, and then have this presentation in front of you, like, it's about soccer. soccer. And, and that's the, uh, you know, that is the, the part of it where it's confusing to me. On one hand, people know, like they have a good sense of what is required, but then everything get into the way of that and they water it down, but yet demand that you, that, that you must, you must like respect them. You watering down what the quality of the game needs, what what the expectation needs, what the dedication means. You know, they could they could tell you good about emails, but they, but they can't tell you about they can't tell you what they if they're going out there every day, honest and doing their job as coaches. But they could run you down to do emails. They could run you down to make sure the, the schedule is good. They could run you down for all these things, but. When you say, hey, this play not good enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you can try and work with <laughs> yeah, What? The whole mentality changes when it, it has to do with losing money, even when it comes down to doing the right things. They don't have that same energy, but they have the energy to make sure the players, the, the players get the email on time, make sure, you know, okay, they, they might be disrespectful, but you try to work with them. That's what, that's all, that's what coaches, we have to do all kind of, Ignorance, they will tell you, because they're positional leaders. They're not leaders. They shouldn't even use leaders in, to their name. They're people with position that want to make decisions. And they always get the respect from the people who operate with the same spirit like them, which is to manipulate the system, which is to manipulate young people, to manipulate parents. Because you and I know, the heart behind what you're doing is what follow. It's not what's coming out of your head. It's what's coming out of your heart. So something good could come out of your head. But if your heart is not pure, then what is coming out of your head that sounds so well, it's still coming with a dangerous device that will destroy. Because out of your heart, the, the heart of the author always follows its message. So somebody could say something that sounds so good, but if you don't know the heart of that person, then you're still going to be destroyed. Because I could twist my words based on what I know my heart is saying and what I know I need to say yeah. to you. Yeah. Because you have this low expectation that all I need to do is say some nice words and you gone. You gone crazy. All I need to do is speak to your ego. All I need to do is speak to your 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 expectations, regardless if it's bad. I was I if I'm good at manipulating people, I could speak to that. And there's so much of that in football, in soccer. The people would have become skilled, not in developing players, you know, not in doing the right things, not in working hard, but they've become skilled in manipulating people. Because they know what they want to hear. They know to when the parents watching the training, let's go. Come on. Well done. All of these fancy words. 
Nobody around, they're on the phone. <laughs> and they have a coffee. So, I right, put up two small goals. And listen, we playing hard, okay? Work hard. All right. <laughs> have fun. You know, and then they will come over and they will talk very, uh, they, they, they're able to articulate stuff. You know, it's, you know, it's very important to, to let the kids play. You know, this, you see so much, but they have a coffee in their hand and the phone. You see so much when you watch them play, but you stand in, you stand in one area to watch them play. You ain't moving from that one area. So what you see it? If I stand here, I could see one view. Yeah. How am I going to see the other view if I just if I'm just standing in one position? You understand? So you got all of these things, and and it comes right back to to how this virtual thing <laughs> became so important to appearance saying to us, "Oh, you know, we're not doing enough. We, we're not doing enough Keep it real, because yeah. we we not we not doing, doing virtual with your son." <laughs> What? And, and and your son is is nine years or ten years old, but we're not doing enough. Okay, all right. He needs to be in a on a field with a video and say, "Come to the video. Let me see. Show you." Okay, I show you. Now go do it. And then you don't do it right. No, he's screaming. So unless you get a mic in, mic, you got headphones. You have to, headphones. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "No, you're doing it wrong. You Come back it? to the screen. Yeah. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. Okay, go back and do it." No, you gotta tie your legs like this. <laughs> the ignorance, right? You know what I'm saying? Do it, right? And 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 because I won't even blame it because somebody big clubs. And that's what they're doing. That's that was the standard they, they said. That's what they're and so now, in in the mind of these people, okay, this is the level. level yeah, this is what's supposed to get that. But mind you, this is why I started off by saying this was something that was never practiced. This was never a part of none of these clubs' curriculum. They never did virtual sessions with players because they had the field. So they never had to do it, per se. So there's no best practice approach when, when it relates to virtual sessions. But that wasn't the thinking of everybody. They felt like if, they, if they're doing it, then why, this is the standard. Yeah, why y'all not doing it? <laughs> so when we come back, we want to discuss what we believe virtual training should really look like and maybe you will stop sending your kids to virtual practice for no reason we'll be right back welcome back to the coach guys show you with coach Kyrie mckinnon and the greater wall Ahmed, and we're speaking on virtual training we spoke earlier about some of the misconceptions some of the ills in the whole approach to virtual training and we want to take this time to really address some of the things that we believe um, virtual training um, should look like. What um, some of the things you should use uh, this time to do that really is even done when it's a regular situation or it's a common situation where you train three days and you play games on the weekend. You know, this should be part of your curriculum what you do with your players. And one of the things we felt like we needed to do with that pandemic was focus a lot on soccer school of education. And what that means, we believe that was a good time to teach the principles of the game. And we did it through 
like a seminar and we did it through workshops. That means we, one time we were teaching, we were breaking it down, all the different moments of the game, the, the, some of the main principles, some of the sub principles, give an idea of your player, the position, um, the profile of the player and how it fits within the position and connect it to key qualities that, that are needed in that position and more teaching the style of how you want to play. So we use that moment and we spent eight to four hours <laughs> and we did not even touch everything we wanted to touch, but we spent eight to four hours teaching the principles of the game within the four moments. And then, you know, we had to place, take the initiative and come into different groups and come up with different plans. And it was so much fun. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and players get a, uh, a chance to see the in-depth thinking of what happens behind the scene to get them to play how they should be playing. Right. And their eyes are open like, what? Did all this exist in soccer? We thought it was three days training. <laughs> Go home and play Sunday. And if you win, you're playing well. They believe when you win a game, you played well. They weren't able until after then to figure out the difference between success <laughs> and failure. Not because you win in a game, that means you're successful. Yeah, not at all. Because you might be winning a game because the other team not good at all. At all. So then you could walk away with this misconception that you are good. And when you really step up in front of somebody who could actually play, then that you, you get a rude awakening. Like, oh, wow. All right, they are good. No, you are never good. Yeah, think about it. That's how crazy it was. You are never good. You just were playing against people who weren't good. So, you know, all of these things we saw uh, was really, really important because the players start recognizing, you know, understanding is not just knowing. Understanding is the ability to execute when nobody is there. That is the true measure of understanding. Understanding is knowing why. I I drove (laughs) past a wall, but why? Was I able to jump a pass What did he do? <laughs> you know, so you had, you know, players were getting a chance to step back from just running up and down and really trying to understand the game. Because if you don't understand the principles, how are you implementing them? And if you're constantly running and there's no time to stop and think, then you're reacting. So guess what? If you're not thinking, you are reacting. And oftentimes when you react and you fail, that's when you want to think. And it might be too late. <laughs> it's already, in soccer, it's you already, are all in time. Yeah, it might be five goals. Yeah, you're already too late. <laughs> so we use one of the positive things of, of using the virtual system is teaching the principles. It's, it's also using the time to bring athletes, coaches who went through this process, who is at a high level to talk about expectations, talk about what is required to use college players who went and get a reality check that that wasn't soccer either, or that was a big travel program, and share it with mm-hmm. the athletes and let them understand nobody gets you there but you. So the virtual for us was used to really, one of the big things was to teach the principles of the game. What did you saw in that moment 
when we started doing the soccer school of education and really teaching the game like we were in a classroom. No, I, I, I honestly just saw the kids, their, their mental state, right? Going from, okay, we, we're not playing soccer to really taking the challenge. So really, you see them maturing, maturing these three, four, five months, calling us, hey, bringing their groups together, organizing themselves, and we're just sitting back and seeing what they're thinking. What's their process? Oh, okay. That, that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then let the other groups comment on what they also thought too. So it was a big learning experience for all of us, yeah. to be honest with you. Is and, and what was the fun part of that too was, you know, you get an opportunity to know where the players are sure. from from an intellectual perspective. Sure. Because oftentimes you go there and you want to do, do, do. <laughs> you want to show, show, show. <laughs> but you don't really understand where the players' minds are. Yeah, no, you're you right. don't know where their level of thinking. You don't know the level of thinking. So by giving them opportunity to present, like come together as a group, and this is the principle, give them some scenarios and say, okay, as a group, what would you do and why would you do it? When would you do it? Where would you do it? Who are you doing it with? And then why are you doing it? You know, giving them those 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 indicators and then say, as your group, you come up with something and present. And when you present, now it drives questions, not just from us, but from your peers. And and to to watch the players grow and understand that when we came out of one from that situation, when we came out of the pandemic, players had a better sense of who they recognize as good players. Who they recognize as good teams, who they recognize as good coaches. So they didn't come out with no, oh, we, 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 we want, they actually came out like, we miss those soccer school of education. Because from, from the culture, it's always about school. It's always about intelligence. So if you can use what the culture is about to live the standard of the game, why not? Why not? And so that was one, big positive things uh positive thing that we saw within the pandemic instead of being on a on a screen talking about you know oh that's awesome oh you the man you the man oh oh my god that was so good that wow wow look at how you do that look at how you did that i was like oh here goes the big salesman they are selling. They are so selling. You know, all of these wasted words. What are you doing well? Tell the tell the player what what he or she is doing. Well, so they could continue doing it. You understand? But you know, virtual training. Um, that's what we saw was beneficial. You know, forcing the players to take ownership. Forcing the players to to think deeper without giving them all the answers, without, you know, making them comfortable. They were in an uncomfortable situation, but we wanted them to be uncomfortable, being happy, being uncomfortable while driving themselves to be comfortable being uncomfortable. If if if, if anybody you got that. that. <laughs> if you understand So that. we knew they were uncomfortable, but we wanted our players to be become comfortable being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable because that's what life is about. Seriously. It didn't need a pandemic to tell me that. <laughs> At all. It didn't need COVID to tell me life uncomfortable. <laughs> My life have been uncomfortable since I born. You understand? Yeah. So 
while everybody was struggling in the pandemic, we I was like, okay, oh, what are we going to do? We driving, we driving. What are we doing? Where are we going? Because this is this is my life. Yeah. This is nothing different. We always in pandemic. Look how look at us. We always in a struggle. We always have to we always have to climb the hill and get bruises and bumps. It's never smooth for us. So, for we wanted the players to embrace that life yeah. and say, okay, it is what it is, yes, yeah. but we're not going to make nothing comfortable for you. No, we're going to challenge your mind. We're going to make you think. And then we watch our players just like, pandemic, who, who cares? Seriously. So that, that was one good thing, I believe. And this is part of our career. I was just about to go. I was like, if we didn't stop, you said it like we, we stopped. We, we, not, we didn't just we didn't just yeah. come up with this in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it really this wasn't. was something that we were doing a long time. Yeah, we were doing virtually too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why it, it didn't. It change. wasn't nothing that we just came up with. It, this was something that our kids understood. We just the only thing we had was more time to do to it. Do it. Yeah, because sure. between practice and games, that was all negate. Negated. So now we had the time. That was all put on hold. So we had the time to really go through with with a fine teeth comb and really break things down and then revisit it. So we had the time. We didn't have to rush. So we had so much situations, so much moments in one area of the field that the players constantly tried to figure out. And it was good to watch and see the growth of our athletes in terms of the game intelligence. So I, I'm always confident about our athletes in KMSA sitting and have a conversation with any coach <laughs> at any program, with any player at any program and say, what do you really know about soccer? That's the truth. And that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem for some coaches that I know. Seriously. Oh, don't come here. Because we, this is not there. You know, you hear that conversation. Yeah, well, you hear a lot. Don't come here. Because, you know, the, the, the players will have a lot of questions. That's true. You know, you know, so so why are we doing this? No, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's big. I'm glad that you pointed that out because we didn't stop. That's one thing I just want to just reiterate. Like, this is not something that we just, again, because of the pandemic and it seems like things might open up again, yeah. we're just going to stop. This is something we've been doing and it's part of our curriculum. And it's we've seen it. We've seen it again helping the process. We've seen it because kids are really coming in there with setting goals, looking back at video, looking back at moments they've done in practice. They're like, okay, I got goals. I got goals set. Coming to training, I already know what I want to work on. I already know what I want to focus on. Yeah. So you can't, I can't really say that about no club in Jersey. <laughs> if I really want to sit and think about unless they're an MLS team, unless if you're talking about MLS clubs. MLS team what? <laughs> you don't, don't want to hear that, right? MLS team what? <laughs> Coach don't want to hear that. <laughs> no, no. They, they, no. Not even MLS. Huh? No, no. You see that. They, I know you, they, you've you no. been deep in it. I know you see no. it. They, they were sitting behind those same screens doing the same thing. <laughs> You see the MLS? Okay. <laughs> you you heard Henry, right? I did Henry okay. throughout the whole game. <laughs> okay. So if the if the if the pro team is operating like that, so we take we are the bottom. Okay. That that don't need a rocket side. Oh, okay. You right. don't need you don't yeah. need you don't need nothing to see to understand what is happening, bro. Okay. You're so right. 
the, the second thing that we did, we felt was positive, was use the time to really have one-on-ones. Mm. Not just having this big group and you come in. No, one-on-ones to talk about goals, to talk about struggles, you know, and, and doing it right across the board. Sometimes four or five sessions one day. Like just dealing with with the individual. Because once again, you hear a lot about the, the, the person first. When you, <laughs> the person first. They're so good at it. They're so good. They, they, they don't know how to remove. They were wearing masks before COVID. They didn't need COVID to wear masks. They were wearing masks all the time. So... You know, they talk all about this player first thing. But what we did with, 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 because we're about the person first, the holistic person. So what we did was have lots and lots of one-on-ones discussion about life, about struggles, about goals, about how are you achieving those goals? What are you doing every day? You know, really, you know, and, and fortunately or unfortunately, we had, we, we are not the program with, you know, bring all the quality and then you, your big program. We, the program who deal with potential. You have the potential. Now let's do the work. And fortunately for us, this is the position God put us in. And for some program, talented kids will just walk through the door and they're able to, 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 to feel like, okay, we're a big program. But there's also the, there's also a need for the program who want to build the potential because potential could go far beyond your talent further, further away. because it's something you can't see so you can't determine how far it could go, and we have been blessed to say to pleasure potential come and let's see how we can grow. Let's look at Chelsea and Swansea. Chelsea has a stock and they have the resources to get whoever they want. Yes. Okay. But Chelsea's a big club, and they're doing what they can to develop the players to be million-dollar players, right? Swansea, on the other hand, they don't have the resources, but they but they have the program, and they, they don't have the money, but they have the program, they have the coaches, they have all the technology in there, but they don't have the money to go and get a player like Chelsea. Now, in, in America... That automatically says Chelsea's a better yeah, program. They're not even looking at Swansea. They're not even looking at Swansea. <laughs> but if they if they if they look deep, Swansea is one of the clubs Selling. that move all their yeah, players yeah, from academy to the senior team and have one of the highest percentage of doing it and selling their players. You see what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Okay. Alright, call me crazy. How many Champions League Anderlecht has won in the past ten years? Now look back at a lot of the players oh, yes. that you see now. Where right. did they came from? So, so you have to, again, some people have the resources okay. to pull who they want. But then they also have some people who are focusing primarily on developing people with potential because the people who are walking in the door is not the people who are walking in the door with the people who have the resources. So obviously, the people with no real resources yeah, will take much more time yeah. than the people who have the resources because they're able to buy whatever they want. So it's just like if a club have this big perception, look, the nice fields, the nice bubble and all kind of thing. 
That is an attraction. Oh, we're playing in the MLS. That is attraction. It don't mean nothing. <laughs> it don't mean that you're developing nobody. Because you have this attraction. Could be getting a lot of players from these lower these lower level clubs. And sometimes the attraction is not even good players. It's just the name, the name and what they have is the pull, not the development. So but us really focusing on the individual, we were able to to help the person to find their own identity, to find their own purpose, to understand you don't need to follow trends. You need to follow purpose. You need to, you, you need to know I'm going over there because it's purpose driven. I'm not going over there because of the, 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 the misconception or the assumptions. Understand? Yes. So that was a big thing for us to really educate from the soccer school of education in this group. But then you had to create different subgroups. So we had this big group. We created subgroups. These subgroups had their own challenges. And then in, with, out of those subgroups, we had, we dealt with the individuals. Because we know the individual will go back and influence the subgroups. And the subgroups will influence the entire group. So that constant cycle for those eight to four hours of work is what we're seeing today when you have conversations Seriously, with kids, our athletes. Yeah, the mature conversation. From the individual to groups, groups to the entire team, there's such a level of accountability because accountability only comes when you know. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. There's no accountability if you don't know. If you know that you're walking on that road, you're going to fall in a hole. Right away, you start thinking, all right, there's a hole. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but walk there blindly. You're going to be in the hole saying, well, uh, can I get you... some help? I I wasn't sure. So you can't ask accountability if you don't know. What, what are you accountable for if you don't know? So you see the cycle that we, we worked on, and this is something that we sat down and really like, all right, how are we going to develop players? Remember now, not how are we going to keep the players. <laughs> and, uh, we, how, we never think like that though. How, not how we're going to keep the players in the program yeah, it is. like what <laughs> this is a good moment what can we do to really drive because these kids lack soccer intelligence they have zero and this is across the board yes yeah, across <laughs> no just go watch games on Sunday you'll see go watch games if you find one player on the entire field who who could really show you really? that they understand Where soccer? You, you are lucky. <laughs> lucky. And, and listen, they know this. <laughs> they know this, but they make excuses of, oh, you know, they'll get there. Yeah, it's time. You know, it's time. <laughs> you know, it's the culture. <laughs> no, what are you doing, sir? What are you doing, mom, to change the culture? Because the culture is not about soccer. Yeah. So we had that. And one of the other things, we want to discuss, which is big. But when we come back, we'll jump into it. We'll be right back. If you're in the playing field area or coming from miles away and looking for a hairstylist, then Mary's African Hair Braiding can supply your every need. Stop in at 423 Park Avenue, Plainfield, New Jersey, 07060, or call 908-590-3361. For extensions, locks, and many more. Book your appointment today in this friendly and very comfortable environment. They will take care of you. 
all COVID guidelines are in place. Welcome back to the Coach Kyle Show. You with Coach Kyle McKinnon and the great Owala Med. We spoke about two very important things that we believe was that had a positive effect on, on you know, how we approach the pandemic and the virtual, this whole virtual training. The third thing we did was, which was amazing, and, and you and I, you know, came up with this and we were out every seven in the morning, six in the morning, Jeez. creating <laughs> content. content. Yeah. I, we created so much <laughs> content. We had so much stats, overs and redos, <laughs> and sometimes we were out there for like three, four hours. Trying to make sure that we didn't just do drills, drills yeah. but make sure the content behind the exercises would drive this curiosity for the players to take it to the next level. So one of the things we did um, that we focused on wasn't to focus on the exercise, was to focus on the content of the exercise, was to give the, the athletes something that they can take and own. Because if you do what I do, and I am not you, how am I getting the best out of you? But if I give you the content, your curiosities will take you to a next level that you could take the very exercise and take it to a place where you understand. You know, one of the things we saw in there was, and one of the things we, we learned, um, you know, through my time with, with JMT, it's with giving them the content and they, and they see uh, uh, a demonstration, now we said, you go back and use this content and create your own exercise. And then say, why you did that? And, and that why must be in a sentence so you're able to conceptualize every single thing that will help you to execute this in a real yeah. situation. You see that work right there? Players was like, <laughs> I'm not sure. And every time they did an exercise and they came back, you said, why you did this? And I, okay. Go back, go go back, back again. and do it again. <laughs> and then sometimes they send, they, they, they went back, they did the exercise, they said, like, uh, what could you have done better? And then they give you all this. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward for the next video. Yeah. So sometimes it took two weeks for players to execute a move because of you, you kept pushing them to go deeper into their own thoughts to find the answer for themselves. Talk about that. Yeah, and, and like I said, when you find an answer for yourself, think about how really that's development because we go through that process of sitting behind the screen and say, do this, do that, do Clearly, they're just doing what you're telling them to do. There's no, there's no deep thought into anything, into anything. Mm -hmm. And then next week, we're next two days, we're doing a different exercise. Well, we know clearly they didn't get the first exercise right. So look at that. Look at how when we talk about Kim and say, look at how we went deeper into each individual's thought process. Mm -hmm. How they had to reflect and send it back to us. We look at it and say, okay, what's a couple of things? What are, why did you try this? How was your body position? Okay, go back and see if you can do it again. Two, three, four weeks of one exercise. Remember, we do exercises every week. Yeah. You and I did exercise every we, week. We do exercise so, every week. So there's content. Right after you're done with the next one, the next one's already oh, waiting for you. Yeah, we'll follow up. <laughs> the follow-up is already waiting for you for the next week. 
So they had so much. So there was no, there was no individual saying, I didn't know what to do during this whole epidemic. And it's still out there in the huddle. And we <laughs> never did one group session. No, in, no, no. In no. our entire time in pandemic. No, no, no. Everything was individual. So the individual had to do the job. And then it wasn't just about the execution. It was about when are you going to do it? Show me a situation. So it went from execution to implementing. So now they had to go and think about, all right, when am I going to do this move? <laughs> what am I seeing? I had to break it down. What What are you seeing? Why you went to your left? Because you have to send it to us. We, yeah. didn't, we just, we just, <laughs> we give you the content. We said, you know, why are you doing something? When you should be doing it? And we said, okay, you go create your own. You go and show it. They talk all this talk about being creative. <laughs> but then, what is your purpose sitting behind a video to tell a, a child what to do and it stopped right there? They had no reflections. But it, one of the things that we recognize, it took work and it took hours to be able to sit with a child and go through a video about their exercises. It took time because you got all these kids. So, that's why I knew it was a false thing they were doing because there's no way you could tell me that what we were doing over here, which seemed to be very vital for soccer development, yeah, and you sit on in front of the screen talking about, oh, on Saturday and Wednesday we will be doing virtual sessions. And the kids in the in the in the um in the garage boxing. Top, 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 top. Two taps, two taps. Forty five minutes. All right. Do we do toe taps in games? Hmm. I don't think so. Oh, who wants to stand there and wait for you to toe? Do, 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 <laughs> do we do boxing in games? Ask yourself again, Kyle. Okay, let's jump around the cones. Jump around the cones. Tap, 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 and then what? <laughs> jump around the cones. Jump around the cones. Yeah, back and forth. Left foot only. Left foot only. All right, right foot. Right foot only. Right foot only. Right foot only. All right. When when are you using your right foot only? Okay. When are you using your left foot only? Okay. Why are you going around the cone like that? What direction are you going? Not That's and you and I mean. saw a lot of the virtuals because players <laughs> would send it. Send it to us, yeah. Say, this is what we were doing at our program. <laughs> and we will go through it like a fine teeth cone and be like, cool, I want, what is this? <laughs> and this is a big this is a program that put in elite. We are an elite program. What is this? So tell me how this child taking this. And putting it in a game after the pandemic. If you see the league after the pandemic. Oh my God, dude. Okay. <laughs> dude, you okay. Why, like, you get if you thought it was bad before. Yeah, what? Uh, and then we're like, yeah, you know, it was, it was, yes, it was pandemic, it was COVID. Yes. Yes. Yes, we all know that. But, think about the but they weren't good before. <laughs> so guess what happened after the pandemic? Uh, it went downwards because until the athletes come to the place to understand, at the end of the day, the decisions on the field are yours. Yeah, yours. They're not mine. My job is to make sure that you understand the principles. My job is to create a realistic situation every day so that you can implement those principles. My job 
is to guide you through that process and make sure that you can answer the questions for yourself. And how I do that is because it's not a career for me. It's not a career for you. This is a purpose-driven thing. So if you under that influence and you could easily look outside and be like, that's not going nowhere. <laughs> that's not going nowhere. So when when the parent decide to to walk away under this notion of, oh, you guys weren't doing enough or you guys weren't doing virtual, we were like, we never going to do virtual. <laughs> Yeah, because right. we don't see no benefits in virtual. And and we literally saw the athlete actually taking it on. But this parent want to be so important. They want to they want to get in the way of the of their own child development and they never kick a ball in their life. You know, like you said, that's what they saw though. That's what they see from these bigger clubs. So if me as a parent, if I'm seeing all these big, big clubs are doing it, why does the academy's not doing it? Yeah. It is like, why is the academy not doing this? So that was that was something that they felt like it was a problem. Yeah, but the pro- that's the problem with soccer. You feel like it's a problem, but you don't know nothing about soccer. <laughs> you never kick a ball. That's true. <laughs> Let's go back there. It's true. You <laughs> never played. You don't know nothing. You you want to understand something, but you want to understand it on your terms, and and that was clearly what soccer is about. This is why they get what they get. And this is why they go to the programs and people understand ex- exactly what their expectations are and they feed them. They feed them yeah, that way. Sure. The people say when you're handing tiger mouth, you're potty head. That means, okay, you got the money, we got the job. We want the money, so we'll pat your head. It don't mean that your child benefited nothing from this. It don't mean your child will be able to maximize his or her potential. All it means that we keep the cash flow and we keep you happy while the athletes suffer. And the problem with that for me is the game suffers. The game suffers. There's no way you could go to a Sunday game and stay all game unless you're a parent. If you're a fan of soccer, if you are a fan of soccer, if you are a serious soccer person, if you you could never go and watch an academy game and stay all game. You talk about college. Look at college. You talk about college. You talk about where my last college game. College and all. Me and you went to, we left halftime. Halftime. (laughs) Halftime. I can't watch a whole game. To be honest, I can't watch a whole game. Nah, man. I cannot watch a whole game. It's nothing to behold. It's nothing to say, okay, oh, wow. The, the athletes, the, you know, the level of play, you know, you can't, well, again, I, I, I watch game to watch Mourinho. I watch game to watch club. I watch game to watch Pep. I don't watch football to watch no game. I don't watch no game. I'm constantly looking at the adjustment the coaches are making. And then I and I look at how the players carry out those adjustments. That's what I look at. I look at Angelotti. I just look at managers. I don't look at games. So maybe that's why I have this false sense of when I go to a game, I'm looking to see adjustments. I'm looking to see a clear identity of both teams and what they're trying to do and seeing how they match up against each other and, and how they're able to compete. And how they able to take away what you do well. And then the coach makes us... So I'm looking for those things. And after 20, 50 minutes, I'll be like, 
All right, it's just a game. All right, I just need to go. Ain't nothing happening here. Ain't nothing happening here. Everything goes straight and everything come back straight. And there's a whole lot of screaming to the referees, and and that's it. Whole lot of screaming to referees. That's what. That's what. That's what you talk is about. Yeah. Screaming at referees and, and, and screaming at, uh, you know, at referees. <laughs> that, you know. Screaming at referees and screaming at referees. <laughs> that's all I see. That's all we see. That's, it's... And a lot of it happened within this virtual time. Because it wasn't used to really, because all big clubs do virtual sessions. Yeah. But those yeah. virtual sessions... Yeah. Are one and ones. Those virtual sessions not no coach sit on and get kids doing drills. They got enough of that on YouTube. That was always on YouTube. YouTube. The kids yeah. could go on YouTube and watch whatever video. Why they don't do it? Yeah. Why don't you encourage them to do YouTube? Sure. No, you know, you, you're looking at YouTube, but you need somebody to be there. Yeah. You hear all these conversations, you know. Now, here comes virtual right in our face. And you get caught being YouTube. <laughs> but you wasn't even YouTube. Because you just sit and watch it. 20 something kids and, and, and one coach. Not an assistant. Who, one demonstrating, one watching. No, one. Because we got to keep the kids busy. Yeah, it's part of it. You have to keep them busy. We don't want to lose this money because we ain't doing nothing. I don't mind. Keep them busy. But it must be purpose driven. So at the end of the day, if, you, if, the, if the thought process was when the kids come out of this, we expect to see. A grand change, and the grand change where everybody's struggling, struggling with in this in this football here, is soccer intelligence, bro. Yeah, no, they, they, what? You find the little talented players. You find the players with the speed. You find the players with the physicality. You find the players with the intensity. But one thing you can't find is intelligent players. That's a hard, hard thing to find. And if if nobody don't want to be honest, I'm gonna be honest on this podcast. No. You why you think US soccer have made the number one priority soccer intelligence? It used to be technique. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> it was technique. Technique have dropped below soccer intelligence, decision making, because how the game is so complex now, it's so organized, you you must have thinkers on the field. How are you gonna think if you if if you're not being taught the principles? How are you gonna be taught the principles on three days of practice and then you do nothing else? To this day we're outside and still we do soccer school of education. We still do things to make sure that our players are constantly going to the soccer intelligence, to learning the game. You dribble, you don't know where to dribble. How what's the point? <laughs> and that's what they teach. If you teach dribble, that's all they teach. They teach dribble. Dribble and receive and pass. pass. <laughs> Go to every session. The first exercise you see is receive and pass. Right, yeah. And, but how do they do it though? Huh? Standing, how do they do the dribble? Because we watch it. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it now. Why you don't want to talk about it now? Talk, it's, it's talk about it. It's just Stand up straight five yards away from each other. Stand up straight five yards away. Pass Touch over. Pass. From that, it's nice, nice drills. Nice exercises with mm-hmm. sticks. And mannequin, and they go around, bang bang. After then, small sided, no organization. But I want to see it. Eight two goals, no organization. You, everybody playing, and the coach coaching. All right, stop. Well, make sure okay. you pass the ball here, but everybody else tying up. Who is he passing it to? Who is he connecting to? Just pass it here. 
You understand? Yeah. 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 Go okay, play. Great. <laughs> yeah. That that's cool. Yeah. Go go watch. But but, but what, do you, what do you think if me, I was a, I was a player? What would I think after you said that? So what what <laughs> what happened when the ball come right back at you and the person closed that space? You were still passing there. Because he did say to go pass it. Okay, you say pass it there. No, I said, I, I never said that. I said when this, when this space, now, now he's saying when it's space. But this, this is what it has become, bro. Go watch it. And a lot of people know this. And that is why they build themselves up to get out of here. So they could get professional jobs. Because as long as they stay at this level, if they are lovers of soccer, deep down inside, they're not happy. But they have to wear the mask. They have to wear the mask. Because that's how they get paid. Because this is their career. But nothing will develop. The game is poor. The game is poor. Every single game you go to at youth level, it is poor. There's nothing to behold and say, wow, this was an awesome game. You could see two teams, you know, different things. No, I don't care. Go, watch it for yourself. Video it. Sometimes half of the field one way the next half somewhere else. Send it to us. Sometimes you're just running and just energy and just it's just intensity and intensity, you know. No nothing. One time they're playing on the left side, the next time they're playing on the right side, one time they're playing the ball long, long, long. It's nothing. It's nothing. There's nothing to go and look at. It's 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 boring. It's boring, absolutely boring. Then then on top of it, you you will have people talking about playing time and all that. And you think that obviously from the virtual, from the how many minutes, months? It's been like what six, seven months? Yeah, since March, right? So that's six, seven months of virtual training. Then you come out. Remember, we came out. It was the first, and we said we ain't playing no games because them kids ain't yeah. trained. You know, everybody started playing right after. Right, right to tournament. <laughs> tournament. Child train one day. Are we going to we tournament? St- Why? Because you know you paid for it. Yeah. We, we're not gonna give you back the money you paid. You gotta go play. Too. What? Dude. Injuries like crazy. Crazy injuries, man. Crazy one team want to go to a tournament with nine players. <laughs> nine players. And it's 11 v 11 team. We're, so, well, we just have to go. We, we have to go. Place. We have to <laughs> It's nine months we ain't training. Are you saying that you love football? But you, nah, you couldn't man. say, listen, we'll use that time to train. Yeah. And then, back. you know, next year we'll, 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 we will deal with the tournament. Yeah. You guys won't have to pay for that. Why not say that? Why not be honest? Like, no, no, no. No, we want to start fresh. We want to keep, we want to get that fresh money. So you're going to, you're going to, a child just came out of pandemic. Speaking to a trainer overseas is like, you know, Kaya, when you guys come back out, just like start slow. If you weren't doing nothing, even though you were doing something, just start slow because some people are jogging and getting injuries. Like just literally so just jump. Think about it. a lot of them eating habits, eating all that habits, stuff. All that stuff yeah. You just come out and it's, and toward that time when it came out, it was hot. It was around the end of August. Yeah, it was hot, it was hot. Dude. <laughs> People trying to go to tournament nine players to play four games in two days. Nah, that's not it, man. Four games in two days. Oh my god, that's not it, man. That's it. 
<laughs> God is good and thank him for giving us this platform. Yes. This is 2021. And we know the world not getting better. It's getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to need some strong people. Yes. It's going to need some tough people. It's going to need some righteous people. Um, it's going to be, it's going to need some people, not because they have no faults, but because they have the heart to do the right things. And just know that God always looks on a person's heart. He don't look on what a person does. He looks deep beyond that. Because if your heart is incorrect, then you have a different you have a different father. So sometimes, you know, you will find those who have the issues, but that is not a, that's not a total representation of the person until you know their heart. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That's true. That's and true. by your works, you will you will know that. So there are some people who make errors, but guess what? You see them still succeeding. Why? Because there's something good about their heart. And then you see some people, they blow up, and then when they come down, they can't catch a sub. They start blaming the year. They start blaming this month. This month, not a good month. They start blaming, I don't know why I went to that place. That place messed me up. They start blaming every single thing. Boy, look at your heart, boy. Something wrong with your heart. You're saying one thing with your mouth. You're saying one thing with your mind. But your heart is totally separated. And that is where you have to really look at yourself as a person. And until that happens, all these little players who are aspiring to be this, you guys are not going nowhere. Let me let me tell you guys this. That how much thousand you're spending every year? You know, just make sure your GPA is good. Make sure that you're taking your education serious. Because you're not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere very, very, very fast. But when we come back, we'll close this podcast and hopefully be able to give you some positive reinforcement so that, you know, whatever happens after this moment, which will be bad, I don't care what you're doing, it will be bad, um, what you can do to make sure you separate yourself from the norm. We'll be right back. Looking for a haircut or a stylist? Then come down to Hollywood 2 Unisex Salon. They specialize in precision cuts, updos, braids, locks, extensions, and many more. Check them out at 1305 West Baltimore Avenue, Linden, New Jersey, 07036, or call 908-587-0086 to book your appointment today. This friendly environment will take care of you. Be sure to know all COVID guidelines are in place. Welcome back to the Coach Kyle Show. You with Coach Kyle McKinnon and the great Awala Med. And this podcast was very fruitful. Just just me speaking and, <laughs> and really holding myself to that standard and making sure that I'm always doing the work as, as much as, as I could be tired and you could be tired. Um, it's very important to make sure that behind the scenes your heart is correct and you're doing right by um, the players, the athletes, the parents, the families that entrust you to help their child to grow. Yeah. You must be <clears throat> honest with it. And and I know it's hard because the world full of dishonest people that people don't even know what honesty <laughs> looks like. And so it, the task is is for you to search yourself. That That's the only thing you can do. You can only look into yourself and by your fruits you will know them 
So if you are constantly going to that place of righteousness and, and the heart of pureness, regardless of the errors in your life, because there's still people out there who are doing crazy things and they still get a second chance. There's still people out there who are struggling with things that we even come close to struggling with. Yet, some of them have a story that they can tell that I was once this. Because there's something in people's heart that allow them to come back. And then you see the fruits. And then some people, like we said just now, they give you this, this mass so much that you believe that that is the definition of truth. So we understand that. And for coaches who listen out there saying, but you don't understand, you know, the more you try to do the right things, the more you get shut down, the more nobody don't want to come to your program, the more people don't, people don't follow you, the more you give your best, more people turn their backs on you. I am saying to you who are listening now, stay the course. You stay, you continue to do the right things. You continue to be passionate. You continue to be honest with the athletes tell them the truth the truth might make them walk away but they're walking away to open up a door for the real person to come in because sometimes you get people around you they close doors because you get comfortable with the wrong and the people who want the right looking outside them say nah too many wrongs around here so sometimes you've got to let the wrong walk out the door so when and, and the door could open wide and people could be like, yes, now this is a place I want to be. Because not everybody wants the lie. And then not everybody wants the truth. <clears throat> but you have to know where you stand. And if you stand in a righteous place, continue to stand. You're going to struggle. Because anything good must struggle. Because it's not in us to really want people to be successful more than us. But it's the good people that learn to accept that some people have to go before you before you can get there. Because for, for somebody to stay down, you have to stay down, you have to stay down with them. Because how are you gonna hold them down? How are you gonna hold them down? And if you try to climb on them as fast as that's the farthest you could go. You can't make a next step. And if you keep climbing on people, huh, what happens when the, when all those people waiting for the time to get back okay, at you? Yeah. You're going to fall very, very high. You're going to hit the bottom. This is, why, this is why the word says the last shall become the first. And the first shall become the last. So I would say make sure that your heart is in the right place. And whatever you're doing, make sure you do it with right intentions. Make sure you do it with pure intentions. Don't try to follow trends. And if it means losing a job, lose the job. Lose the job. Because it is what it is. It's just a job. Follow your heart. Do the right things. Continue to learn your craft. There's a lot of people who love soccer genuinely. But they're not developing their craft. They're too stuck in their own ways. They're too much focused on, you know, wanting to compete with other people. That they forget that this game is evolving. This game is constantly changing. It's not staying one way. So if you learn something in Portugal like last year... It don't mean that's what going to exist this year. If you learned something in Germany last year, if you look at all the Horace Wayne video, what he was doing, just like how he came up with something, somebody's going to come up with something in 2021, 2022. So all those things there are for you to be able to conceptualize them and make it and, and create your own concept around principles. It's not to look at videos and say, oh, I'm going to do it just like him. Because you, you are limiting your own curiosities 
and you are limiting your own ability to create something that people might want to follow in this season. But you so want to say you connected to somebody that you mm. follow everything that somebody does. And you're not following to learn to develop your own thing. So now people could follow what you do. Because what you do might be unique and it might be something that people want to try. And if they see success, then you are the new trend. So there's so much for us to do that we haven't tapped into. Because we are afraid that we're not going to make money. We are afraid that, you know, we're going to lose our players. You know, if you if you are listening and you are the person who loves the game, these key things. Don't be afraid to lose players. Don't be afraid to lose players. And do not make money your number one priority. Be willing to lose players and be willing to do the right things. If you do the right things... And you lose players, you don't have better players, you're going to have more money. More money. Exactly. If you try to hold on to those two things, you're going to lose them. <laughs> no, you finish wrong. You finish right. Like I said, coming up to this 2021, it's it's a lot of things that we should all, you know, sit down and to really reflect. You know what I mean? 2020 made us sit and, you know, think a lot about our careers, think a lot about our our purpose, think a lot about our little jobs that we have. But everybody was a standstill. So everybody was actually at zero. Everybody was at start over again. And a lot of people took that initiative and rebuilt a lot. You know what I mean? We as KMSA, we never stopped since what? 2019, right? Yeah. 2019, we never stopped. We've been continuing every every day, every week, every month. We, we continue to come together and say, okay, how can we continue to help these individuals? How can we continue to be a, a value, a service? quality service to these individuals, to these parents, to these players that we say we want to help them with their process of development. So going moving forward again, we're going to continue to do that. It's just we've been blessed to just be alive. So yeah. we're going to continue. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're blessed to be alive. So we're just going to continue to yeah. do what we say we want to do, which is help the individual first, be of service, quality service, and continue to help in the process of development. Yeah. That is perfectly put it. One more thing. We want to really thank our parents, our players. They've been phenomenal. You know, they dealt with the with the trials, uh, the tribulations. They dealt with, because we be, we don't play. <laughs> we are super hard every day. We go hard. We take no prisoners. We hold our kids to a high standard. And a high standard, not just on the field, but the overall behavior. And we could sit here and be proud of our our athletes in this community and proud of their parents who stuck with it. Because I know it's tough some days. Some days we know they don't want to come back. <laughs> but that's fine. Because we always say, okay, we're willing to lose. Anybody. We're willing to lose. Because guess what? It's not about money. It's about building people. You can't build people in a comfortable situation. You could only build people when they learn to be uncomfortable, but be comfortable being uncomfortable. So with that being said, we want to thank you guys again for for tuning in yeah. to, to this podcast. We 
We are growing. How many episodes do you think? We are excited. A, yeah, we've been going. We haven't <laughs> yeah, stopped. It's a lot, you know, man. You know, some people stop and come back. We're like, <laughs> nah. We don't, once we get started, we're going all the way to the end. Okay. But you guys have made that happen because, you know, with some good feedback, um, you know, for, for most people, they just like, every time you guys speak, it's like, it's just the truth. Yeah, it yeah. is the truth. Nobody could say nothing. It makes it it makes people uncomfortable. It it, it makes them say all manner of things. <laughs> but we know it coming from an honest place. So we're gonna continue <laughs> to bring these content. We're gonna continue to bring this information to to everybody that wants to listen. So that at the end of the day, you want to make a decision. You don't want to be given an ultimatum. You want to be able to make a decision but if you don't have all the sides of the story how are you making good decisions so this is what we're trying to help you with so have a good week start the year on a high set your goals be committed to your goals and be ready to deal with the challenges that will come in 2021 stay blessed come to kmsa where we develop soccer players through discipline respect and togetherness you can contact us at kmsocceracademy at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at km underscore soccer underscore academy or Coach Kyle.